am so happy with how this looks for the Rangers. We have a pitcher, Jack Leiter, and he is a dude. Athletic enough to get to any ball. And while I do think his hitting is worse than Derek Jeter, it's not that far off. So he reached double digits. The big question has been answered. <laughs> it just leaves it to where I don't believe that the Canadians had a shot. The steal of the draft is Will Taylor to the Texas Rangers in the 19th round after he signs with them. We'll see what happens during his career. It's important to keep his Scotty around, Chris Middleton. It's important to keep his Dennis Rodman, which I believe is like Drew Holiday, another important defender, a guy who's a team builder. And uh, maybe that's P.J. Tucker, I don't know, who's the Dennis Rodman of the team. I really don't like the Clippers just kind of sending it in when they're like, good job, Manfred. You won't get many of those for the rest of the year. And you can quote this on me. There is no way the Orioles or Red Sox make the playoffs this season. Uh, yeah, I'll, 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 yeah, there's, there's no way. There's no way. <laughs> You're not mentioning 2006. You can mention the other people. Not 2006. You already took your map shot. Well, it's also like you think, oh, just because I bought uh, the best soap doesn't mean your room's going to be clean. Just because you bought the best vacuum doesn't mean the floor is going to be not dirty. And then you have the Diamondbacks. And then Giants, I have them above the Rockies because I, I don't have a, any idea what the Rockies are doing. Sam Bennett's someone I really expected to be a better player. There will be a Rodgers playing for Green Bay, even though he may not be the quarterback. But uh, it's still unknown there. Austin is giving me the dead stare, so I guess don't mention Aaron Rodgers to him right now. Yeah, so we can compare uh, a rookie QB to a toddler. Corey Perry will give some veteran presence to the Canadians and to just help give some insights on what he did last year. I agree 100%, and the reason why I agree is because this is a terrible trade for the long term. What would you have said if I bet you a hundred bucks at the start of at the end of the round robin and start of the playoffs that the stars would be in the Stanley Cup playoffs or Stanley Cup finals? Hi, this is Kelly Forbes with the Dallas Stars, and you're listening to Outsiders Opinions with Kevin and Austin. What's up, y'all? Welcome to our NHL opinions of the week for November 21st. We are doing top five things that happened this season already, and then bottom five. We're going to start off with bottom first, and now, and we'll end it off on a happy note, as the bottom is, it's not good. So I'll start with my number five. We're going five, four, three, two, one. My five is Kucherov going back on the LTIR, because that could mean, like, that adds to conspiracy theories, and I would not like to think that the lightning are using that to their advantage or abusing that by putting Kucherov on and then spending money and then it gets to the playoffs and then Kucherov comes back with the better players that they paid for while he was gone. So that's why it's my number five. What's your number five, Austin? My number five was the first like 10 games by the Arizona Coyotes. Uh, they got off to a terrible start, and it's just it was ugly hockey. It definitely was a bottom five moment, but don't worry. They're, they're on my, my top five as well. So now my number four is the COVID outbreaks that are happening and how that could affect the Olympics because I, I think it would be nice if we could see the NHL players in the Olympics, but they may not do it just because of the COVID outbreaks and how they need to make, make up those games. So that's my number four. What's your number four? My number four is another team on a cold start. The Canadians. 
Uh, they had a great season last year, uh, at least postseason, as they made it to the finals. And everything has gone wrong since, and it's been ugly to watch. Now, my third is Carey Price taking a step back um, for reasons. Um, it's just sad to see like what we saw him do, but it's good that he did take that step back. It's just sad that he had to, he's going through it, and I hope he gets better. Yeah, that's definitely a bottom five moment. My number three was your number five, uh, Kucherov. His injury, what that means for the NHL, what are the Lightning doing? Is it legit, and is it just a coincidence for the second straight year the same thing basically happens, or uh, is there something more sinister behind it? I, I, It's a bottom five moment because he's a great player, just in general, if you don't think they're cheating. He's a great player, and for him being out for this extended amount of time, we don't get to see that greatness be shown on the ice, and that always sucks. But there could be something more sinister behind it. I don't necessarily know if it is, but uh, it would definitely be a story if it was. Yeah, my number two is the death of Matthias Kavlenik. Um, I it's just I whenever it just stinks for a team to lose a player, and just um, like I know he saved a life, and there was all that speculation of him making the last block. Um, so it was just sad to see a player get lost in what the teammates had to go through. Yeah, uh, I didn't have that on my list because I didn't consider that this season, but I understand why because it carried over the affected. My number two was the Penguins starting without Crosby and Malkin. Uh, obviously, they have Crosby back and they'll get Malkin back eventually, but seeing the Penguins down both of them, it's sad. It just it's telling me where the Penguins are going in the future because eventually Malkin and Crosby will retire and the Penguins won't be as good. But I always I, I, I wasn't a huge fan of the Penguins as I'm a Bruins fan, but I always love watching greatness and the fact that in the soon uh soon in the recent future we will be without Crosby and Malkin on the Penguins just a just a sad sight. Yeah, and then I know we both have the same number one, yeah. and that's the Chicago Blackhawks scandal. We've talked about it before. It's just so sad to see that that happened, and it took so long for it to get, and it's still getting fixed, or they're still get um just all the play like it's not fixed, but it's just what had what happened to Kyle Beach and how it was covered up. Just it's the worst thing. Yeah, I don't know. I don't even know how that happens in today's day and age. 2010 was not that long ago. Uh, social media was around. I don't know how that can occur. And I, I don't know how an organization can just say, we don't need to worry about that. It just, it questions, it makes me question uh, the morality of all of it and uh, what was going through their head at the time. But it's a sad thing, and that definitely has to be the worst thing that's happened this season is, that coming out and being uh, shown in the light. Yeah. So now that concludes our bottom five. Let's move on to um, our top five of things that have happened. I'm going to go number five is Jack Eichel to the Knights because it adds to the storyline of what are the Knights going to do with Jack Eichel? How do they fit it? Will they be better or will they not make it far in the playoffs? So I think that's an interesting thing, and I'm happy that happened just to see if there's kind of more chaos in Vegas. 
Yeah, that's a good one. Mine is the Sabres hot start. I'm talking about the first five or six games there when they were 4-1-1, one, one, so I'll do six. That was great. They were a team that was not supposed to be good at all. Everyone's talking about, oh, they only have bums on their team. Oh, they don't. They won't even have Michael. They won't win a game. And I went out there and said that the goalie would have more wins than them. Uh, well, that remains to be seen if that's going to happen. But I, I was so happy to see the Sabres hot start. Uh, I even though I predicted against them, I never like to see a team be terrible. Uh, it's not, never fun for the fans of that team or anyone to watch bad hockey or bad sport be played. So, I, I. I was very, very ecstatic when I saw them getting off to the 4 one one start. Yeah, that is my number four, the Sabres getting off to a hot start. That was just a nice thing for all the reasons. It just stinks when a team is really bad and they just can't win many games, but they got off to a hot start so they can always look back. And then same thing for our fans. It's hard being a diehard fan when the team is going through a very rough patch. Yeah. My number four is Prime Ovi is back. I love watching greatness and him scoring. Uh, it's a thing of beauty. I don't know if he's going to pass Gretzky. If he sits at this rate, he obviously will. But I don't know if it's possible to sit at this rate. And I don't really care. It's awesome while it's happening. In the moment. That's why uh, I think it was last year, right before the Super Bowl, uh, or even before that, I, we were talking about Tom Brady. And I basically said that we have to appreciate the moment. I am so even saying that now about Tom Brady. Tom Brady will retire. Now, if it's in a hundred years or two, I don't know, but he will retire. And we just have to appreciate that moment. Uh, we have to understand this will never happen again, or it'll be a very long time before it happens again, and just appreciate greatness. I've never been the biggest Ovi fan. I've always been a more Crosby over Ovi, but I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna care about that. He's a great player, and I love watching records being broken or attempted to be broken and i love watching greatness i've never been a big warriors fan but when they went on that run kevin and i were in the same room when the raptors won the championship i was rooting for the warriors wasn't i you never in the same room i don't think we were in the same room we were at uh our friend's house watching game six did you not go to that i'm not we had like eight people over i don't think i was there I think I was at a you camp. most you most definitely were there. I, I I think I would have remembered it. How were you not I think there? I was at a camp. We had like if if I Josh I went, I was at a camp. Are you sure about that? Yes, I am sure. How did we get eight people? If you, I don't know. Well, when the, when the are you sure? I, I, <laughs> yes, I'm sure. I'm pretty sure I was at a camp. That's weird. That's just weird. But uh. Wow. Well, well, I was rooting for the Warriors, just to get the point across. I wanted the Warriors to win to continue uh, the greatness that was being shown. Another reason was I just felt like, I mean, with everybody getting hurt, I wanted them to defy the odds. Uh, I never was a big Tom Brady fan until he started proving everyone wrong. And when everyone hates a player, that's normally when I start liking them. If it's for a good reason. If it's for like, oh, everybody hates this player because he's winning, that's normally when I start to like the player because... uh. They're defying the odds, and I love seeing anyone do that. Makes them seem superhuman. Now, at this point, I don't know if Tom Brady even is human. So well, he's definitely not human. Definitely not on the football field. My number three is Ovechkin getting top four. It's just nice to see him getting into the record books. Record books, as you mentioned. So, what's your number three? 
my number three is the Coyotes beating the Blues. Uh, the Coyotes, like I said, they were going to be in my bottom five, but they're going to be in my top five too. It was awesome watching them beat the Blues. I'm, I apologize for all the Blues fans, but the Blues were considered a contender, a good uh, felt heartfelt story because they were, were about to trade Tarasenko, but then Tarasenko starts playing good and the entire team starts playing good and they start winning games. But the Coyotes beat them. And that's enough for me. That's enough. That's enough enjoyment for the Coyotes for the entire season. If they never win another uh, game over a good opponent, I'm fine. That's that was worth it. That was worth it. And that definitely made me smile. Number two for me is Ottinger starting and getting called back up. Because I thought they were going to start him, but then they didn't start him. And that just hurts. But uh, him getting called up as he is a very young goalie and he could be a possible our future goalie in the future. Um, like hopefully this season and then he just stays there for a long time. So I just like seeing that for the Dallas Stars. That's a good one. Mine is Connor and Leon. Obviously McDavid and Dreisaitl, if you didn't understand their first names, but they are on a tear. Uh, Dreisaitl right now is averaging more goals than games played and more assists than games played. So that doesn't even make physical sense. And we have not seen this type of dominance since Mario Lemieux. And there's two of them on the same team. No wonder they're top five in the league. Now on to my number one, and that is the Seattle Kraken getting added. Now we're at a clean 32, and it's just nice to see a new expansion team and just see if they can follow up the last expansion team, what they did. What are your yeah, thoughts? That's a that's a very good one. Uh, I did not think of that. That was a good one. I went with the Ducks. The Ducks have been a good story. I almost put Ryan Getzloff, but also Troy Terry's played amazing. Shattenkirk's played amazing. Gibson's played amazing. And I hope this never ends. I've never been a big a big Ducks guy, but uh, I love when a team, a player, a coach, I love when people divide, defy the odds. I just love watching it happen, and right now I'm enjoying that with the Ducks. Yeah, so that concludes our NHL episode of the week for Opinions of the Week for November 21st. Let us know what you thought about it in the comments. Feel free to tweet us at OutsidersPod21. Let us know what you think. Tweet us at there. And thank you for listening to Outsiders Opinions. Mm-hmm.